With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. I feel like the bigger the situation, just the better I wrestle. World Championships, Olympics, I feel like I'm always at my best. It's incredible to see what wrestling provides, especially for the women in the sport now, in comparison to what I experienced growing up. I don't know if I ever imagined myself being able to live a life in a wrestling sphere like this. I humbled myself so much that I wasn't able to look in the mirror and say, like, hey, man, you're pretty good, you know, and have that confidence. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think everyone needs to be able to do that. Everyone needs to, you can't, like I said, if you can't speak it in the truth, it's not going to I know I'm not that good yet, but I try to hold myself to, like, junior level and senior level standards so that when I wrestle those senior level guys and I train with them, it's not different. Like, that's just how I've been preparing. Is like I've been preparing to wrestle at the Olympics. I'm still really freaking good, you know? I still move really well. I still feel good. And uh, I'll be a world champ again. I'll be a world champ again. Now it's time for Bonus Points, the official podcast of the national governing body at USA Wrestling. From Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Richard Emmel. Okay, now on episode 88 of the USA Wrestling Bonus Points Podcast, I'm your host, Richard Emmel. I am joined in a nice roundtable discussion with Bill Zapp, Joe Russell, and perhaps Kevin Jackson here in a few minutes. He might pop in. Um, our freestyle national coaching staff, and I thought it was fitting to have everyone on and sort of discuss the, the landmark banner year that we've had on the freestyle side of things for USA Wrestling. So before we really dive into things, I just want you guys to sort of introduce yourself a little bit, what you do, what your specific role is. You know, Bill, we actually had a nice long podcast with maybe last year sometime, so check that out for more in-depth Bill Zedek. <coughs> but yeah, Bill's Bill's the head freestyle coach, um, world champion of freestyle, NCAA champion for the Hawkeyes, you know, so why don't, why don't you just, just kick us off and uh, give us your overall, you know, what you do, uh, what your what your role is, you're kind of busy today. You know, so that's that's yeah. Cool. Are um, always busy, I should say. So of course, I'm the the head coach of the men's freestyle national team, um, in charge of our world teams and our Olympic teams. Um, my main focus is our elite level performance on the senior level, um, uh, putting together that training plan, steering and directing our national team, and uh, increasing our. Opportunity and performance um, is my main focus. And then uh, advocating for our sport, strengthening our our position, um, and uh, also outlining uh, a developmental philosophy and implementing a developmental system. So uh, those are my main focuses on performance side. 
And Joe, you were brought in in May, I believe, is, is when we made that announcement that you were coming in. And you obviously have a long history coaching at the college ranks. And, um, you know, you've served on international tours and, and coached USA Wrestling prior to coming here. But talk about how you've sort of, um, how you've slotted in and, and your role as it sits right now as the manager of freestyle programs, it's your official title, um, and, and what you do on a day-to-day for USA Wrestling. Well, first of all, I'm just real excited and thankful to be part of what Bill's doing here. I am, the title you guys gave me was a good one, manager of freestyle programs. Sounds real impressive and really, <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm really just Bill's assistant. So trying to, his vision and, and plan for the program and for freestyle wrestling and actually wrestling in general, just trying to make sure that, follow that and kind of push it through and, and help it grow on that end. So feel very lucky to be here. Lots of different hats we wear in this office, as you know, so... Uh, right now, it's getting ready for the U23s. We just had the trials, and I'll be going with those guys to the U23 World Championships. So excited to be part of that group. Awesome. So, yeah, and I'll jump in, too, because, uh, you know, as Joe said, we, we wear a lot of hats in this office. And, uh, you know, for me, it was a windfall success to to have Joe um, agree to come on, on staff and... Uh, uh, he's a super intelligent person. He has a great wrestling mind, um, but more so is his, his level of character and his reputation and personality in, in the wrestling community. Is Joe um, is a guy that's going to build bridges and continue to be a strong advocate for our sport. And uh, he, he's already made such a huge difference uh, for me personally and for our national team. And so I'm I'm just super excited to have him with us and besides the manager of freestyle programs which is you know he, he does a lot right he he and I work hand in hand in, in doing everything implementing programs for our national team our training camps our acclimation everything we did leading into Paris but he is also in charge of senior development which includes the U23 and the university age division so um with the obvious strong overlap that they have on the senior side um, that becomes very important, very important, and it, it drives really consistency between our collegiate age group kids and our senior guys, you know, emerging talent, so to speak. So it's it's a very, uh, very important uh, demographic that that uh, he serves and, and directs those teams. So, you know, can't be any happier to have uh, Joe with us. And our third member of the coaching staff, is Kevin Jackson, who's the freestyle developmental coach and, um, you know, Olympic champion, world champion, a lot of coaching success in the past as well. Uh, so when he pops in, we'll have him do a little uh, quick int- yeah. introduction. But for you, Bill, I think, you know, you just completed really your first full year as the, as the yeah. head guy, right? And yes. uh, bringing in Joe and Kevin specifically was, you know, something that you were really excited about and it, you know, was a process for you, but you finally have the staff that you like pieced together. Yeah. Just talk about the, the process a little bit. We've talked about it before during the process, but now that you have yeah. your team set as far as the coaching staff, how do you feel about it all? Well, I feel very good. I'm, I'm super uh, excited and, and uh, pleased with, with the staff that we have together and, and really it's the team that serves the team and uh it it took a while you know there the 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 great thing is there's a lot of great wrestling minds in our country and we want to take advantage of 
the most knowledge that we can. We want to put together the best team that we can. And, uh, you know, whether those guys are on staff here or they're working at their college programs and coaching RTCs and, and athletes there, they're still serving our goals and, and, you know, that's the vision that we continue to make our goals align. Um, but, uh, you know, I've already spoken a bit about Joe, but Joe's, Joe's history and the depth of his experience and knowledge, um, you know, from the time we had crossed paths when we were young kids and, and Joe was somebody that I looked up to when I was a younger guy. And then of course he goes to Minnesota and, and is an integral part of, of building that program into a powerhouse and a three-time national title winning team. And, and, and then being a head coach for himself at, at George Mason, um, he just has a extremely well-rounded and, and, and deep um, knowledge you know, a, a mutual friend of ours said that, you know, Joe Russell comes to work with a very large toolbox, and, and that's a great way to put it, and I'm super excited. And, of course, uh, Kevin coming in as a developmental coach, um, you know, we have a unique uh, history. He was the national coach when I was, was an athlete and a resident athlete here in, in Colorado Springs, and, of course, he's been a head coach, you know, both here at the national team and and at Iowa State, and, and – uh, so he comes back with a tremendous amount of experience as well and knowledge and, you know, his competitive credentials speak for themselves on the international level. And so I think he, he really has an unprecedented um, level of experience to drive at our developmental age division. And so um, it's a huge passion of mine personally. I was the developmental coach for a lot of years and right as I transitioned from being an athlete to uh, the professional side of our sport and coaching um, and tried to lay out some things, you know, a, a, a big piece of that is the consistency of information, opportunity, and experience because we know we have great athletes. We know we have great talent, um, but giving them that opportunity, experience, and information as frequently as possible, as much as we can invest in their careers, um, is a critical piece of what um, we know can be done and, and see the type of success we're seeing from guys who have benefited from that, you know, going back to Henry and Kyle and Mark Hall and Bo Nickel and Dayton Fix and Spencer Lee, the types of kids that have um, come through that consistent programming. Um, and so Kevin's going to be a huge asset to, to all of that as as will Joe and and will like Joe said and we will all help each other in in each of those uh, regards you know there's a little overlap in all of it and uh, so I think the, the the accumulation of all the experience that we bring to the table I'm very excited about our staff I think we have a great um, team and a great chemistry and, and uh, we all believe that the United States can be a powerhouse country and and uh, I think everybody's working as hard as they can to to realize that. I know for me uh, it was a blast watching Kevin Jackson work in the room this summer as he ran the camps for the juniors and the cadets and I thought he had great leadership but his enthusiasm enthusiasm really impressed me and I think the the guys really bought into what he was doing and they went over there and won a junior world title as a team and yeah. 
did all right in cadets. You know, they only had they got second, but they did have four <laughs> champions, which is just amazing. So, you know, those guys, I think, I think we're lucky to have Kevin leading that group, and, and I think he did a great job this summer, and will continue to do so. So, I want to get an assessment of your first full year at the helm. It's hard to top the year we just had, right? But you know, <laughs> no, no pressure. You know, it's like, we can only go one direction from here, so I don't know. Yeah. So broad strokes. I mean, we'll get into the specifics of the junior worlds and the senior worlds and, yeah. and all that stuff here in a minute. But you know, maybe both of you, from from your perspective, Bill, what were the challenges you faced, and how did you bring it all together? You know, in your first year. Uh, you know, you're probably still feeling things out, even though you've been here for so long. And then, Joe, you're coming in at a unique time, pretty much right before the World Championships. For you, how was it? Uh, what was your overall impression of where it was from that point until, you know, the end of the Senior Worlds? But... Yeah, honestly, um, it was really challenging, um, you know, and, and maybe the transition timing, you know, was challenging in and of itself because, you know, I was named in June, but really focused on the Olympic Games through the end of August, and and that's a, probably a poor time to be trying to hire folks, anyways. And uh, you know, as Joe knows, I spoke to him in the fall, and I don't think he even really took me serious at that point. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, fortunately, I had served in in all those roles. Mm-hmm prior to being, except for being the head coach. So I, I knew what needed to be done. Um, but it certainly was a challenge from from a logistics standpoint and a volume standpoint. You know, a lot of times I felt like I was juggling torches. And, and you know, USA Wrestling, we have a great team here and, and the people helping me along the way until we got our staff fully up to speed um, were, were a huge asset. You know, Jamie McNabb and Cody Bickley and Rich and Les – in in others in in our office so um you know it's kind of uh you're like i said you're juggling those torches as fast as you can to to keep things rolling um but also it's uh it's been a building process you know and the success that we've had this year didn't happen this year it was realized this year but it's been going on for 10 years you know, I mean, I've been working towards this goal my entire adult life. I've been working on, you know, making Team USA a world champion as soon, you know, even as a competitor. But as soon as I was hired on as a, as a coach, that's the goal. And so things were put in place that have taken some time to to build. And so there's the success that we've had you know I, I as a competitor i felt this way and i feel this way as a coach is the success that the u.s national team has had is is excellent we're excited about it um but it's been on the shoulders of a lot of people and a lot of people have had a hand in it and you know the coaches that have come before me that laid groundwork and uh, bruce you know and the opportunity to be mentored by bruce and he's still um has a lot of great advice for me and I, you know, use his counsel frequently. And the the college programs, the RTCs that are doing some excellent work all the time, you know, on a daily basis. And and so, you know, they're, they're working hard, they're training athletes, they're raising money. 
um, those things are powerful. They're really important. And so, um, you know, my goal is, as this year, I would say, uh, you know, of course we want to win every year, but there's, there's specific markers that we know we have to, things that have to happen in there and, in uh, their small successes along the way. And I felt like, you know, did, we did pretty well. Um, at the same time, we have a bunch of great athletes right now. They're, they're great people. I've said this a bunch, but they really are. They're really good citizens. They're good human beings. They happen to be good wrestlers too. And that, that helps a lot. You know, great athletes make coaches look very good. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's gone okay. And, uh, I, I'm, I'd say it went okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure it did. But, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't want it to be an anomaly. I don't want it to be a blip on USA's history. I want it, I, I'm excited about consistency and keeping ourselves near or at the top. And, and so, um, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm done doing this, I'll look back and then I can tell you how well I did and grade myself. So it's, it's probably more for others to grade me now than myself, really. So we can talk specifically about some key factors that you guys think resulted in the success at the senior level that we saw. Is there, for starters, one or two specific things that you think were the, the most critical having such a good team performance in Paris? One or two? I think there's a lot of things. A lot of things have to go well. Um, again, I, I would I would reflect that back on the athletes and their personal coaches and the RTCs that are doing good work all the time. Um, you know, when you have a good plan and you have good people or the right people, um what makes that plan work and its consistency. So it doesn't matter um, how great the technique could be or how great the plan is. These guys have to have responsibility to do the things that need to be done on a daily basis. And so um, they've done those things well. Um, so I think a, a huge thing is the team culture. And, and I feel like that has been very good. And uh, that that's um, a major priority for me. Um, and I think we have some great leaders among our team. And really every one of our athletes, they're, they're an exceptional performer in their own right. So, you know, we're just lucky that we have a collection of eight of them, right? And, and really 24 because all of our national team, these guys are excellent competitors. And so the culture that... Um, organically develops when you have a collection of that kind of uh, attitude, focus, um, energy, it it continues to snowball. And, you know, you see that with a lot of great teams in a lot of sports. And so um, that's something that I think has been one of the best assets to our program is that culture of thought and everybody understanding what the goal is in working to, in the same direction we're all pulling on the same end of the rope we're all going where we know the team wants to go and where we want that team to go 
Yeah, I, I mean, to add on to that, I think that, that group as a whole, I think they all believed they belonged there. They all believed they could medal. And when you go in with that belief, I think that gives you a lot of uh, positive energy going the right direction. There was no doubt every guy out there could win a gold medal. So that's the exciting thing. You know, we could have done better than we did, and that, that's pretty exciting. And, you know, coming to this as a new guy this summer, you know, Bill kept telling me these guys are like professional athletes. And I really got a sense of that watching them train, watching them, you know, going to bed because they needed to sleep so they could train good the next day or putting the right fuel in their body. Those little things, those little things they did day in, day out that they were doing the right way, that consistency, that diligence uh, pays off. And that, that's how you win team titles right there. And, you know, just stepping in this summer, uh, watching Bill work as his first year being the uh, boss of everything, you could see how through the years all the knowledge he'd gained coming through the roles and the people he had worked with and, and all that, you could just see that style coming in was was very positive. And what I really enjoyed was just how he managed people. You know, there's so many egos and stuff that could get in the way or so much, everybody, you know, asking for a bit of your time. And, and Bill does a good job of uh, managing the people and, and making sure we're all on the same page, headed the same direction. And, you know, I also like, you know, the servant leadership part of it where, you know, he's not afraid to be the guy that mops the mats if he has to, you know, and, and that's that's good. You know, the guys see that when a, a guy's willing to, to do whatever it takes to help them win a gold medal, whether it's teach them the right technique or fighting for them on the mat or, or folding their laundry for them, you know. <laughs> it take, all of that's got to get done, and, and that's really what I really enjoyed watching Bill this summer with his, his leadership styles, how he led this, this group to the, the world championship. And we have our third coach, Kevin Jackson, in the room. How's it going, coach? It's going nice well. It's going well. Nice to see you. Right on. Looking good. Thank uh, you. <laughs> so I already already had them sort of introduce, you know, what they do, what their role is with the team. Can you talk about, you know, in your position as a developmental coach, you know, how you sort of, um, you know, what, what you're managing on a day-to-day basic basis and what your specific goals are, you know, as, as you uh, – progress throughout the year with the different kids at the different levels? Well, right now, my um, my day-to-day consists of uh, trying to fill our, our EPA program um, uh, down at the Olympic Training Center. Uh, right now, we have one athlete training there, Aaron Cashman, and he's training with Greco and women and Air Force. And um, right now, overseeing his day-to-day is um, is something we're doing and trying to add uh, athletes to that to that group. Um, also, with the cadet and world team, uh, overseeing, overseeing their uh, competition schedule, um, uh, and also their training schedule for, for the, for the most part, you know, just making sure they get an opportunity to come in and out of the training center from time to time, working with our seniors and our juniors. Back to the, uh, the overall discussion of, of why this year was so successful. Can we talk about the, the transcendent talents that we're seeing right now, the, the Burroughs and the Snyders and how important they are to overall development and success of the freestyle program? I mean, what, what is their importance or their value besides winning a gold medal every year? Yeah, well, it's it's pretty significant in um, what I think the biggest thing is it connects the dots between what the 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 ideal is or can be and what is realized, and it just so happens that that they're living they're living it to the highest level, right? Um, uh, you know, when when we brought Kyle in as a developmental athlete, we we knew what the potential was. It just so happens that he makes the right choice so frequently. That's, you know, the consistency in his ideology and his mentality, um, the professionalism with 
which he operates on a daily basis is what elevates him and allows him to perform at such a high level. And, and you know, Jordan, um, you know, when he, he burst on the scene basically out of college and didn't have a ton of freestyle experience, right? He had been on a junior world team prior to that, but um, making the senior team and, and I didn't know him real well prior to that. So, you know, one of the things that I asked him early on was what was, what made a difference in your mentality? What shifted from you being, you know, really good to being the best in the world? And uh, he, he talked about several things. One of, one of the things that impacted him though was, was being injured and realizing that this thing could actually be taken away from me. And in understanding that put a renewed emphasis on taking advantage of the opportunity and the time that you do have. And he's maximized that since then, you know, the, the hallmark of his abilities on the mat, you know, it's, you know, like this picture on my wall of Dave Schultz. And he talks about, uh, you know, legendary Japanese samurai named Musashi that everybody credited for being this great talent. And they, that's what, that's what common men say about you um, to make themselves feel better for all the, the hard work, right? And so Jordan's got amazing talent and amazing physical ability. But that's what everybody sees on Saturday in the arena. What they didn't see was the work and the diligence and the professionalism that he operated with every day, being the first guy in the room, the last guy out of the room. Of course, being physically gifted but he also did a lot with that ability and so when you have leaders like that that's a huge culture builder for the rest of the team you have one of your your most experienced and most credentialed athletes doing it and then you have your one of your youngest athletes coming up behind everybody doing it and you're seeing the success on both ends it speaks pretty loudly, and and it helps, it helps um, raise the significance, the awareness of what can be done, what can be realized, and and then of course, what are they doing to see that success? And and when you dig down into the details of what that is, it's educational for for everybody, and everybody learns. And so um, it, it's pretty significant. It's pretty powerful to have athletes like that. How impactful is the the RTC model been as far as the development of these guys? Because you have, you're you guys are essentially in charge of bringing everyone together and pushing them at the you know at the end of their journey to win a world championship or an Olympic gold medal. But how do you guys all work together, communicate together? You've got different coaches, different locations. Um, how, how does that all mesh together? What's what's the value in that system? Well, let, let me let me start real quick. Now I hand it over to to Bill because you know when I was coming up, you know we kind of had the RTC model, the Olympic um, World Team members. Um, we all trained at universities and colleges um, our whole lives, and then we came together at national team training camps, and we went on to World Championships, Pan Ams, and so on and so forth. I think when um, when Zeke came in here, he kind of changed that model, and I know Bill was in on on that that overall change, and I think that that allowed athletes to stay around longer, to compete to their full abilities and, and be able to um, support their families. And I think that's when, you know, you, you guys start working on that, that, um, that system. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when Rich and, and Zeke laid out that program, um, it, it's had a, 
huge impact on both on the senior level but also on the developmental level because it allowed, as Kevin said, it allowed our senior level athletes access to training opportunities. It, it provided them with financial resources to support themselves and their families so they could continue to focus in a, in a more specific way on international performance. It, it allowed them access to great coaches in those locations. And so it keeps more athletes in our, our senior pool, and so it's increased our, our depth at that, in that area. And, and now, you know, eight years, nine years later, we're seeing the fruits of that um, program producing. And at the same time, at the developmental level, you see a kid like Dayton Fix and, and Gable Stevenson and others who have benefited from that in the same way, right? It's um, It was an agreement between the NCAA through the USOC that helped negotiate. It has to be in international styles of wrestling, but it gives a kid like Dayton Fix, who comes from a smaller town in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, an opportunity to go train with John Smith, with Zach Esposito, with Chris Perry, Eric Guerrero, those types of kids. He has access to better information, better opportunities, and, and then... It, he, his own passion gets applied to it and his own fire and fuel and you know we're seeing what's happening so it's it's made a major impact on, on both on the top and bottom and so you know it's been very beneficial and, and honestly from uh, from an administrative standpoint um, both through uh, the USOC's NCA sport liaison committee and the NCAA, other sports are looking at us now, hey, how do we create this model? And we're being used as a poster child of like, hey, this is this is how we can truly impact Olympic development and other sports are, you know, trying to adapt to it. So um, you know, if we can be a leader on that front, that's that's exciting as well too. So what's your perspective? You know, you were in at Minnesota for a while and you, and you can touch on this as well, KJ, but um and at George Mason, how does the RTC model help colleges from from the other side of things right we're looking at it um as a benefit to our senior level athletes but what's what's the importance of it from the i, opposite I think side? for sure it's definitely helped the sport grow you know and with the ncaa part of it, it it gives us other avenues to to get to get to kids to get our program out there but also to keep our our alums around training so you know where before it was hard you're trying to help guys find jobs find income and stuff like that now they can you know, get that income to the RTC and stick around and train. And the fact that you can have them around your college guys is a huge benefit to the growth of your college guys. You know, anytime you got a mentor who's, you know, won a national title or done something on the international level and he's in your room, it's going to help those young guys grow up faster. And, and so I think, you know, there's a lot of benefits. I know for the college coaches, it's a lot more work. So I appreciate all the hard work they're putting in because, you know, those of us that have been in it, it just adds to your workload. But it's, uh, it's you know, I mean, we can all take, all of us are part of this world championship team, whether it was, whether in your local RTC you were training guys, getting them ready and getting guys to compete. And I think the United States of America as a whole, you know, when using the system, it, it it's something that worked and we know it now. Talking about the cadet and junior level for a minute, I mean, we had a second place cadet team with four champs. We had a junior world title, you know, as a team, how important and crucial are those levels? How are we seeing success at those levels? 
where you know we haven't seen that level, you know, cadet, junior, senior, everyone being so successful in the same year. I can't recall a year like it. Maybe you guys can, but how important is that level, the younger level, and uh, why are we seeing that success? Well, it's uh, it's critically important. Um, you know, historically speaking, an athlete who wins a cadet or junior world medal has a huge probability of winning a senior medal. I think it's over 80%. Um, what I think it, you know, the consistency of the, the vision that has been implemented for several years has led to consistent performance, right? And, and it was an idea, it was a thought, and things were implemented. And over the last, you know, six or eight years, you've seen the upswing. And in the last four and five years, we've consistently had our highest performances. And they've, they've gotten better, you know, each time, right? So, um, so to your point, we've never had this. This is the highest performance USA Wrestling's ever had on the men's freestyle national side. You know, with winning the seniors, winning the juniors, and having our highest finish on the cadet side as well. So, and and you know, it's uh, it's 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 an indication, it's evidence that we're moving in a in a positive direction. But it's not an automatic thing. It has to continue to happen and. You know, it's before, you know, Kevin was, he was down at the training center doing it. Yeah. And, and that's why, he, you know, arrived a few minutes after we started. But um, that's why I'm so excited to have somebody of his caliber implementing that plan and, and to have Joe um, with me on the senior side because we have to continue to have those things moving forward to, to expect to be um, even close to where we want to continue to be. I tell you one thing. There is a little bit of pressure though with the cadets getting second, juniors first, <laughs> seniors first. The U23s are coming up in November, and uh, well, you're in charge of that one, right? Yeah, I think I'm in charge of that. So uh, the guys on the team, let's uh, train our butts off and let's uh, let's hold this torch high. That's the, the standard's been set real high, so <laughs> expectations are high. We got to get there and and have a great performance. But you know, like I said earlier, what those guys did this summer with the cadets and juniors. I know the juniors inspired the senior guys, you know, and hopefully the senior guys inspired the cadets. And now hopefully the U23s are spurred on by, by all of those guys. I'll tell you what, there's just a lot of good kids out there. I mean, uh, the one thing that this world team did, and that's at every single level and I think across the board, is they compete hard. I mean, they compete hard. They're, they're coachable, and I think that's the difference between really, really good athletes, really good, really good athletes, and, and great athletes is the ones that are the ones that are coachable. But I, I think there's there's such a high level of coaching going on around the country right now, and I know the RTCs have something to do with that. But there's also a lot of young, good, and older coaches that are that are really, really developing these kids at a young age. And um, um, you look at the, the the clubs that are around the country now. There's been an explosion in in just kids clubs, and I think that's really aiding in the overall development in the skill level of these kids. You look at all the events that they're able to compete in now. Not only not only freestyle events, but probably more folk style events than there are freestyle events for for age group kids. But I think that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna change. But I think there's a lot of good good coaching at all levels going on. I think there's there's some some really good kids, and 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 I think the one thing that Jordan and and, and um, and, uh, and Snyder really, really showed the, the country and the world, and especially our young wrestlers, is just wrestle hard. And these kids wrestle hard. All the kids at that, that juniors, cadets, seniors, 
that's one thing they all had in common from a performance standpoint is they, is they wrestle hard. And I think everything that's been put in place here is, is, is got those kids to where they need to be at a lot, lot younger age. Tell me how we build off this year then. I, I know you guys probably have different areas of concentrations for individual guys, for each levels, for how you want to progress. But, but where do you guys see the program going after this? How do we continue this success? Well, let me throw this a bill after, after, after I just say a couple things is we have room to get a lot better. Mm-hmm. I mean, at every single level, we have room to get so much, so much better. And we have, uh, uh, we have quite a few kids that could step in and, and perform. Um, you know, you look at Aaron Brooks that came after um, Whitlake mm-hmm. and he goes and dominates the world championship. I think Whitlake probably would have been in the hunt himself. He was pretty close the year before. Um, but, but, but that's, those things, those things are, are important. And, um, now I'll, I'll throw it over to Bill. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly at the senior level, um, we need to continue to be smart and get better where we can. Um, no doubt, you know, even our gold medalists will have to be better next year. The rest of the world will adjust and, and, and we'll, we'll adjust as well and, and make the refinements and move forward. Um, when you look at uh, when you look at our team from top to bottom. Um, you know, we have two guys on the senior team this year that that uh, didn't win a medal that we believe very high and think very highly of, right? I believe that those guys are, are medal contenders and world title contenders. Obviously, Steber already has a world title, so we, we know what his potential. And, and you know, Zane, Zane's actually a world champ himself, right, on the cadet side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have a ton of faith in those guys and belief they're smart guys intelligent and they'll make adjustments um and then with the addition of two new weight classes you know this is a great thing for the sport of wrestling that we can advance um and move forward and get back to 10 weight classes um like we have for most of our modern history um albeit different weight classes but uh we know we have great athletes in our country and so i'm excited by the guys that we can potentially put on that team moving forward and uh, and the other guys that'll be vying for the spots that are held by medalists and going to keep those guys accountable and honest. And so um, there's there's plenty of work to be done. You know, uh, uh, I mean it's it's often been said it's harder to stay at the top than it is to get to the top. And I'm certainly moving forward with that with that idea. And you know. As Joe mentioned, you know he's he's directing the U23 team, and that's that's a, a critical piece. I think we have a very talented team. as was just uh, decided this past weekend, and and uh, so that'll be a big step as well. I think it's probably a good sign we're all on the same page here because I think we all believe we can get better, mm-hmm. you know, and that's important. And it's been fun. We had individual meetings with some of the world team members this past week, and listening to those guys and coming up with their plan. And they're all planning on getting better. They're all doing the right things to get better. And, and that, that's what we got to do. If we get complacent, uh, we're going to be in trouble real fast. So, But we got the right guys uh, headed in the right direction. And, and we know we could have done a lot better this year. And, you know, we left some 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 points on the board we could have scored or some matches we could have won. And, and uh, I think the future's bright. But we just got to keep concentrating on getting better every day. I think you all touched on this a little bit. And you mentioned with increased experience opportunities and we have more weight classes coming in. And, uh, is it is it a matter of these kids are becoming so much 
better, as you say, when they're younger? We have so many good kids now. Is that a matter of just exposure to the sport? You're seeing the success at all levels. You have more weight classes now. You're having more international opportunities with different Pan Am events and international trips and yeah. at the at the younger levels. I mean, is that just all encompassed as our sports more visible? Well, well, I think when you even look at this weekend, I mean, I sat on my couch and watched um, Flo, Flo uh, who's number one, and, mm -hmm. and then uh, a few seconds later, I'm watching the U23 uh, wrestle-offs. And so I, I do think wrestling's, um, you can see it more, it's, it's more readily available, you can, you can see the best guys in the world, in the world competing. So um, I just think you have a group of kids, and, and even the country that, that's more focused on the technical side, more focused on, on wrestling in general. And, um, and and again, I think a lot of them have really good uh, uh, clubs that they're that they're being trained in that 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 come to the training center um, during senior level events or juniors and cadets, and they gather a whole lot of information, technical information, take it back, and they and they share it. So it's a matter of us all being on that same page. And so I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think I, I do think you know social media, the advancement in our society you know a communication age um, there's more opportunity um, I do think we have some unique performers that have been an example that kind of uh, exemplify the ideal of what you want and so we've been able to to benefit from promoting that and other kids are like hey I, I like wrestling and I want to do that too and so that helps to ignite the 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 grassroots base and, and increase the um, the acceptance, I guess, of you know best practices. Right, we want to drive that to the base, and so we're learning more efficiently, more effectively um, at the senior level. Like I said, you know, we we need to continue to work diligently and be innovative, and not rest on well, we're doing this because we've always done this, but we're doing this because the evidence proves that this is going to advance us. Right, and and so. Uh, but for sure, you know, like, e even the difference in 10 years when I was still competing, the access to information, being able to watch, you know, like Kevin said, I was here preparing for our national team training camp, but I'm watching on track and seeing, you know, U23s and, uh, you know, literally everything you want to see is at, at you know, at, at, at uh, you know, that, at the tip of your finger. So that's, that's a huge benefit. Let's transition a little bit away from the, you know, the specific year we've had into some more generalized topics and you all as leaders of the sport, um, especially from the coaching perspective, there's different areas we could touch on, but I, I did have one, one wrestler actually send me a question to pose to you guys. And he asked from a entertainment spectator and financial standpoint, which I think we can address all three, what actions do you all feel we need to take to improve wrestling's place? you know, in the, in the sports world? How do we grow wrestling? That's the term people like to use. But what do you guys think as far as lifting the, the tide of wrestling, you know, into that upper sphere? Do you have any any thoughts on that? I'm sure a million. I but. think I have, a, you know, I have a lot of thoughts, you know. It's, it's good. You know, yeah. the one thing that, you know, just being, a, I guess, a new guy at USA Wrestling and just getting to know our senior guys, I wish we could tell their story better, you know. Just being around these these guys this summer, they're – Bill keeps saying what great people they are, and there's no doubt they are. You know, if, if people watched how Jordan Burroughs works or, or the pace that Kyle Snyder trains at, you know, it, it's just amazing. And it's just um, getting their stories out. I think, you know, 
the casual fan may not understand, you know, the difference between a double leg or a single leg. Well, I hope they can figure that one out. But, yeah. you know, the casual fans may not know it, but if they see the effort these guys put into to what they're doing and, the, and how they've honed their craft and, and become the best in the world, um, you know, it's just it's, there's great people in the sport. And I think getting that story out is, is something that could really help our sport grow because it's it's very easy to be a fan of the guys on the on the national team right now you know they all got great stories to tell and and I, I just wish we could tell them tell them more often and get more people to listen to it yeah I agree I mean uh, as Joe said you know I, I don't know that I'm gonna say anything new but uh, the the casual even sporting observer or the, the casual fan might not understand elite level wrestling but they're gonna identify with the personalities right and everybody has you know, uh, I mean, if you look at the definition of wrestling, it, it's to, the simplest definition is to struggle, right? We all we all struggle in life, and we all can identify with different struggles. You know, an athlete's level of commitment, or their dedication, or their work ethic, and those things. And, and we have, uh, you know, our sport is challenging, and a lot of the things that we do at, at the highest level doesn't matter if it's a senior level or the or the grassroots or cadet level, the highest performers, um, they make some sacrifices and it refines your personality. And it, it uh, I think unique personalities are attracted to the sport of wrestling. And I think the sport of wrestling also refines those character traits in people. And so it's a combination of those. But I think everybody can, can uh, be drawn to that. And so I do think, you know, uh, we can tell our story better and, and, uh, and a lot of things uh, to, to advance our sport. And, and, and one is I think we have to have confidence in who we are. You know, I think on a, on a macro level, sometimes we're always apologizing and, and fighting for table scraps at the, at the global sporting community table. And uh, I think we have to have a little more confidence and pride in who we are and, and just know that, you know, we have a complex scoring system, so it's a little bit harder to follow. But we can sell our personality stories because, like like we've said, we have a bunch of great people. So, yeah, I think when guys are competing too, if they're you know chasing the scoring points and going out there and being aggressive and dominating in their actions, uh, that's fun for people to watch. And you know we got guys that are doing that now that will go after and you know they're we were watching video with guys last week and you know looking at attack rates and stuff like that. I think our guys are doing a good job of going after, you know, attacking legs and getting after guys and not standing around making it close, you know, real aggressive. And, and you see it international style or even in college, you know, the college arenas are getting packed these days because the guys are bringing a, a fun brand of wrestling to watch. And I think when you do that, you know, people get attracted to the sport. So encouraging our guys to go out there and, and take risks and be brave when they compete and I think makes a difference, and I think it's it's more fun for fans to watch. Is that turning the tide a little bit too? Part of the shift, offensive wrestlers. I mean, I think you're seeing that at the even at the younger levels. I mean, Aaron Brooks really comes to mind at Cadet Worlds. He was just offense all over these guys, all over these guys. And when I'd seen him before, he didn't necessarily wrestle like that. You know, when he was younger, um, and even in the Fargo finals, he was still successful. Right? Mm -hmm. We still had really good talents, but encouraging an offensive approach. You know, is that a change you guys are seeing, or am I just way off base? No, I th I think you're spot on, and and honestly, you if you look at uh, 
I think it might have been on our website that his interview was posted. He actually mentioned that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he watched some guys and he watched uh, the senior worlds and he's like, man, these guys are, they're getting after it. And, and, you know, he basically referenced exactly what Kevin was talking about is these guys wrestle hard. And uh, so hopefully that is catching fire and we are creating an exciting style or exciting brand of wrestling, you know, um, maybe not, uh, being pinned into one style, but allowing for a lot of creativity and different types of athletes and different styles. But I mean, to, to the credit of United World Wrestling, um, w the, the changes, the recent rule changes um, have advocated for more action. And, and this year's World Championships is a great example of that. Um, when, and specifically, if you look at some of the finals matches, I mean, Burroughs versus Sabalov, world champion to world champion. One guy scores, the other guy scores. The first guy scores back. And just back and forth, super exciting match right to the end. You know, and, and to Jordan's credit, he scores to go ahead and then puts another one on top of it to ice the match. And then you have Kyle and Sajalayev, maybe the most anticipated match um, in, a, in a long, long time, right? You know, building for three years now. And same type of deal, prodigy to prodigy, Olympic champ to Olympic champ, back and forth. One guy scores, the other guy scores, right until the last moment. And uh, and even the heavyweight match, um, maybe great. One, yeah. one of the best, you know, the best I've, I've ever seen. One of the best I can remember, right? In, yeah. in thirty plus years of seeing all of the world championships, two amazing competitors, and the rules allow for you know. Same deal. One guy scores, the other guy scores. Back and forth, right to the end, you know, in, in just awesome wrestling. And so hopefully, uh, you know, our sport is, is moving in that direction. Hopefully we are moving in that direction and continue to light the fires of young kids like Aaron Brooks and the next one to come up behind those guys. And, and those guys have all the skills, though. You know, at the same time, when they're they're getting after their offense and doing some, doing some things, and I think kids sometimes get confused with with uh, 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 connecting to all the basic skills. You know, Jordan Jordan's counter offense is as good as his offense. His uh, uh, Snyder's defense is as good as his offense. Um, and those things come into effect from time to time. But I just think the creating the pressure that Americans have always wrestled better when they move their hands and feet. You know, if we look at our history, um, for the most part. Um, the, uh, the most successful guys that we've ever had in America, they, they move their hands and their feet. And I think the message that comes from the national office to, to, our, to, our, to our coaches and to our, and to our athletes is um, move your hands and feet, you know, and, and, and I think that creates aggressiveness. And, uh, and you never see our best guys just, stand, just standing around. And I think that's, that's trickled down to, to, all, to all the levels. And, um, and, and you, did see, you did see a lot of that. But the guy that moves his hands and feet, for the most part, he's – He's in control of that match, and he's going to probably win that match for the most part. And, uh, and you see our guys doing that. I think, too, you know, like three three really important character traits that, that I think our team exemplifies are passion, gratitude, and humility. And it's, and it's been touched on in different points already. But, you know, these guys love what they do, and that's their passion. They're grateful for the opportunity to do it. They're grateful for the training moments. They're grateful for the high pressure moments, right? Sometimes those are those are challenging, right? And and how do you relieve pressure? Or how do you step into that situation 
and and want that. Well, that's you know when you're playing Sandlot baseball, you're dreaming about the World Series. When you're a little kid wrestling, you're dreaming about you know beating the Russian in the World Championships or Olympic Finals, and and being grateful in the process. Um, I think helps relieve that pressure and allow somebody like Kyle and Jordan and others to to really thrive in the midst of that scenario. And in humility, you know, Kevin had talked about is is uh, not that they're weak, but they're they have enough confidence and strength to have that confidence and strength in check. That they're willing to learn, ask questions because of their passion, because they're grateful. It also comes with a bunch of humility that allows them to continue to improve and get better. And so it's exciting stuff. From a coaching perspective, I think um, a, a lot of coaches are seeking guidance, you know, as far as how they can can best benefit their local community, their state, their kids, not necessarily the, the guys that are making world teams, but how can they make an impact? What would your, your advice be to, to make an impact as far as, um, you know, developing their their athletes, right? in their local state or high school, or whatever grassroots community it is. But what would your guys' advice be from the national perspective looking down? And, you know, um, my perspective is that, uh, and, and my philosophy is it's always about people. It's about individuals. You have to pay attention to the details on a daily basis. And what's good for the individual is ultimately what's going to be best for our program in most cases, right? Now, I'm sure there's some exceptions, but the majority of the time, you look at a specific individual and you think of what's best for them in a given moment, it's probably going to be best for us as a whole. And, and I think um, for those coaches, I think you have to be an advocate for the sport of wrestling. You have to... We want to present our sport to young kids in a way that's um, enjoyable to them. And it, enjoyable, I mean, it, it doesn't mean rainbows and butterflies and, 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 you know, everybody gets a trophy all the time. But what it means is adds value to their life. They are enjoying what they're doing. A lot of times when we feel good or that we're learning and improving, that provides value and it's an enjoyment in a different way than just, you know, um, getting your hand raised, right? And you you attach your values to those characteristics of um, enjoying what you're doing. And then the other goods that wrestling brings to the table, a healthy and fit lifestyle, um, character development, you know, hard work, integrity, those kinds of things. And if we... I think if we advocate for a sport in that manner, it's going to be more attractive for people. And, and then uh, their own passion ignites. And once that happens, that's where you get the exceptional performers that we have on the senior level, right? That, I didn't create those people. You didn't create those people. They created themselves. But they were involved in our process long enough for that fire to be lit. And, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen at the same moment in the same age class for every individual so that would that would be my i'm with bill um everybody doesn't get a trophy <laughs> everybody doesn't get a trophy <laughs> you know i think what i see the most you know when i talk to the guy the senior level guys and girls you know 
they talk about how they, when they really became successful, they enjoyed the process and then actually enjoyed being in the room and the day-to-day -day grind of it. And they used that opportunity to better themselves and not come in with a bad attitude of, man, I got to practice today. And instead it's, it's an exuberance about coming in the room. I think, I, th I think, um, we all experience that as, as athletes. Sure. Right? Absolutely. We, 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 we all, I mean, I think we loved every part of it. I mean, uh, training was hard. These guys recognize it. It's hard work, but winning's harder than what you're going to face uh, in, in, in your in your day in your day to day training. So, well, I, I was the, where I was going with that is, like you said, making it enjoyable. It's still hard work. It's still well, tough. That's exactly why we want to we want to attract people to it in a positive way because at the highest level, no matter what age, again, no matter what age division it is, um, it, it's it's hard, and so. If, it's going to be way too hard if you don't love what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, that's what makes it worth it, you know? Like, hey, I'm going to make this sacrifice or I'm going to push through this extra, you know, 10 minutes or whatever whatever that might be, the sacrifice, the perceived sacrifice that you're making. It adds value to your life. And, and that's, you know, and, and that's what I think we see in these athletes. And, you know, for me, it's inspiring as a coach when I go walk into a room with, Jordan and Kyle and, and the other exceptional guys, right? Every one of them comes with that. Nick Wazdowski, I was so excited for him this year to watch him come into a room, you know, from the beginning of what I call the world championship cycle from after the trials and know that, hey, these are my gifts, but I can get better here and watch him work diligently through the summer, through Spain, uh, through acclimation and realize that performance uh, at, in Paris, I mean, that's that's inspiring to me, and that you know, so it's it's a two way street. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know, seeing inspired individuals is a pretty cool thing, and, and hopefully we can do that for the next generation or the next group or the expanding base of of who wrestling is. I think for getting kids started, making it fun for them is real important. And as they get into it and get to be more elite, you know, you got kind of a, I don't know, a perverse enjoyment of how tough our sport is because we've chosen a tough sport. But I think getting them in and fun at first and then helping them learn that the, the process can be fun and getting better can be fun, even though it is a lot of sacrifice and very hard. Just enjoy that you're in a tough sport is, is very important. As far as coaches, I think you got to show you care. When a kid feels you care for them, if they know that you got their back, um, I think that'll go a long ways into keeping athletes in the sport and helping them grow. And then I also think another very important thing is, is as wrestlers, got to grow. Coaches, we got to grow. Parents that are involved in this, they got to learn more about it. And the, the more we pursue knowledge and try and uh, become better coaches, become better parents, become better athletes, I think uh, you know that that goes a long ways to helping it out. But yeah, starting out young, it's fun, and then it's kind of changes into a crazy mindset where you know you're in a tough sport and you love that and and uh, I think those things are important so just you know closing out I wanted to give you all you know a chance to final thoughts if you will whatever you guys felt like you wanted to to speak about or you know where we are I think you know USA Wrestling maybe has never been in a better place and how you view where we're at where we can go and, and just you know where you are on this ride, you, we all love wrestling, right? We all have a dream job. 
Yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, yeah. you hit it right there. This is like a dream job, and I keep pinching myself like, <laughs> am I dreaming or is this real? Because I just feel so blessed to be a part of it and to be a part of the ride this summer with watching all the successes the guys had on the mat. I'm just so happy for them and the people that put time into them, and to be a, a small part of that is just uh, super exciting. And where we go from here is we got to get better, and we can get better, and we got a lot of room for growth. So a sense of urgency, you know, let's – Let's keep sprinting to the sprinting ahead because we can make that progress and, and we are and and um, you know it's just such a such a blessing to be a part of this summer and to see what the guys did but man it's it's it, it can get better so that, that's exciting to me. Yeah, me and me and Joe couldn't have joined USA Wrestling had a, had, a, had, a, had a better time. We had a we had a great summer. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for, thanks for hiring us, and we are, we appreciate we appreciate that. But I, I agree with Joe. Um, you know, we have several things in place. I think we've uh, we've created a system over years that that's really uh, allowed us to, to to see the the fruits of that labor. And um, and we got kids performing at a high level up and down the lineup. At our senior level. You look at our juniors being in the hunt. I think some of our juniors would have been in the hunt. Um, at U23. Some of our juniors are, are going to be in the hunt here um, um, next year um, for the world team, senior world team. So uh, when you get when you got that kind of depth and you, and you got, you know, your cadets coming up through that um, that system, I think there's a lot of things in place that, that if we just continue to focus on those things and, and, and continue to grow and add, we can always, we can always get better. There's, it just seems like that there's a, a lot more information and, and technical skills and, and wrestling mindset that's coming, you know, straight from USA Wrestling. Um, to tell a lot of our people in the grassroots and just people in general, you have a lot more coaches that seem like they're taking advantage of an opportunity to come out here and be a part of our world team training camps at, at, at all different levels and um, at all different styles. And so I think that's just just helped us grow. And and uh, if we continue to, to add to those those programs and, 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 and stay in support of our athletes, I think we have a great group of young men at the senior level right now that's that that won a world championship first time since 1995 and I think when when those things happen more attention comes on your program you're more recognized you get more opportunities to promote the sport to do more things and I think it's very important for us to continue to perform at that at that level and I know our our athletes have that same mindset and and what I like about our best guys is they'll make changes to begin to continue to be the best in the world the best guy in the world makes adjustments from world championship to world championship and I know that our senior level guys are doing that, and when you see it happening at the high le highest level, and then where I'm at now, and I see it happening at at, at the at the lower levels, um, I think we're in a really good spot. Um, but uh, but that comes with a lot of work and a lot of continued work, and so I'm just excited to be a part of it and um, and happy to be here. Yeah, I would I would uh, reiterate what's already been said. Like I'm, I pinch myself too. I have my dream job, and I'm super excited by the guys I'm surrounded with because I think we have a great team that serves our team. Um, it, it's you know, it's uh, it's an amazing experience to be part of a world championship team, um, and uh, to do that at the senior level, the junior level, to be so close at the at the cadet level. And those those you know age groups that are right underneath it, um, it gives you a tremendous hunger. I don't. I want to do it again. I want to do it again, and that's going to keep us being innovative and doing the things that Kevin and Joe had talked about. Um, you know, advocating for these athletes as individuals and continuing to be successful so we can promote our sport and grow what we're doing. Um, it's uh, it's a tremendous blessing and it's a, an amazing opportunity and it's an amazing experience. So 
super excited. Um, looking forward to the future. Before I forget, we've got three different levels of, of Twitter game here. We've got, <laughs> we've got Coach KJ on Twitter. He's he's on point. He's all over it. Yeah, I know where you're going. With this, I know where you're going. Hold well, no, on. Let, let me continue. We got we got Bill who may or may not be on Twitter. You might not know. I'm a I'm a Twitter. He's a stalker. I'm a Twitter surf. Yeah. Let's call it. Okay. Let's call it. I don't like that. Browser. Okay. We'll we'll switch that out. So he is on. Have you tweeted yet? Have you sent out? I have never sent a. Twitter. No, no. <laughs> We're trying to get uh, Joe on Twitter as well. If you I have any, Joe, I didn't think Joe sent a message or two. Have you not? I, I have never had my own Twitter. Now oh, I ran oh, some okay. Twitter. Okay. But accounts. Yeah, accounts. <laughs> but I never had my own. So. So we're gonna get we're gonna get working on that. We're Joe. gonna get that done. Okay. I will be tweeting soon. So be prepared. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. That was great. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.